Hey guys, I'm Swati. I'm a dog mom and your host for today. Welcome to the first episode of our podcast, The Good Breed by Ziggy. Hey guys, I'm Swati. I'm a dog mom and your host for today. Summers have come and it is really, really hot. It is hot for us, but it's even worse for our pets. So today, I'm going to discuss all the problems that I am facing with my pets and all the questions that come to me about heat and pets. Today, we have a very, very special guest with us. We have Dr. Nikhil, who will answer all our questions. Hello, guys. Myself, Dr. Nikhil Sharma, as Swati has already introduced. We'll be taking over all your answers, questions, <laughs> and we'll be answering them for you. So, how are you, Dr. Nikhil? How are you doing today? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How are you, Swati? I'm good too. So, there are a lot of questions that are coming to us about heat. Garmi barti jariye, barti jariye, kami nioli. We keep sitting in ACs, uh, and so do our dogs, and our cats, our rabbits, our, our birds. But this is definitely a very, very tough time for pets. And I'm sure, um, you know, there are a lot of uh, pet parents coming to you with questions as well. What are the most common problems that pets face in summers? Okay, so we'll start from the transition phase. Like as the spring is coming in and then the winter is almost about to leave. That is the time we see that most of the pet parents also start noticing differences and abnormal behavior in pets which they feel is abnormal for them or they haven't witnessed it for a very long time. Hmm. Say for example, your dog who was normally walking along with you has started to lag off a bit. Hmm. So because he's feeling the heat. So lethargy. Yes, basically lethargy. He's feeling a bit of lethargy, a bit of a dullness in him is there. So those kind of things are initially what pet parents are most worrisome about. But then on forth, what they most fear is that he has decreased his appetite or he has stopped eating. Such kind of things also happen. Uh, if you see with us, that is also something very similar. Yeah, summers you don't feel like yeah, eating. eating. Exactly. Uh, and it is the same with pets. With in fact, uh, a lot of pets end up losing weight also in summers. Yes, yes, that's true. So everything is fine, like it's fine as long as he is not lethargic or very dull. So if he's very, very dull and his activeness is not there or he's not peppy enough or he's not able to do his normal chores outside the house or inside. So that is something that you might have to go and see a doctor for. So that is one small note I would like to Another question that I want to ask you is that what are the health concerns that, um, you know, pets will have in summers? You know, what are the kind of things that can happen because of heat uh, to pets in summers? So during heat, it's very common, a heat stroke, hypothermia, as we call it. So in this, you see your pet completely collapsing, sometimes panting, excessive breathing. In cats, uh, you'll also see in this a glazed look, like when someone is looking at a TV for so long. So that is something that you can see in cats. In dogs, you'll see that they'll collapse, uh, they'll be panting, there'll be a lot of salivation. So those kind of things, as well as an increase of 
total body temperatures in there along with that, does that also happen with a smaller pets say rabbits birds yes so stroke is something that is very common a heat stroke especially it can happen with any breed who has been exposed to a very hot climate and he cannot like have a change of his environment by his own will so mm. that can happen like for example you are going to shopping and you forgot to like put the ac on or you kept your dog inside the car for a long period of time so that is when you can look for that you know we have been talking about this uh, on zigli on pets familiar for a really long time uh, every time summers come we advise pet parents that please be very very careful don't leave your pets in the car exactly. because uh, that can really lead to yeah. um, a heat stroke yes. what are the other things that we can do to avoid a heat stroke Uh, so first and foremost, making sure they have ample amount of clean and cool water. So if they want, they can put their nose inside, or they can paw with them and feel the a bit cold water as well. The other thing is making sure that they are inside, or there is a lot of shady environment or mm-hmm. shady places nearby, so they can rest if needed be. So those are few things that they. And what do. happens uh, if they get a, a heat stroke? Okay. You know, what is the first aid that a pet parent can give at home before they reach a vet? Okay. What can we do? Uh, so it's a heat stroke. So basically, it means that the body is. बहुत ज्यादा तप रही है जैसे हम हिंदी में कहते हैं तो जैसे हम करते हैं बुखार में भी यू स्टार्ट डूइंग कोल्ड फॉर्मेंटेशन सिमिलरली इज विद आप इनके ऊपर ठंडी पट्टियां करनी शुरू कर सकते हो राइट आउट ऑफ राइट द मोमेंट यू फील लाइक समथिंग इज गोइंग रॉन्ग विद बट विद इन फाइव टू टेन मिनट्स इट्स वेरी इंपेरेटिव दैट यू सी डॉक्टर बिकॉज देर आर लॉट ऑफ लॉसिस इन फ्लूड्स एंड the हीट स्ट्रोक कैन ऑल्सो हैव अदर अंडर लाइन कॉजेज एज वेल विच द डॉक्टर can basically die is a heat stroke fatal yes in few cases heat stroke can be fatal so basically uh, in when your body temperature is right this is above 105 106 it's when your brain functioning also stops if it remains for a long period of time that problem can might be, fatal. be permanent and irreversible Okay my next question to you is that one very common problem that a lot of pet parents face in summers is ticks and fleas and parasites yes so ticks and fleas and you know uh, right now if you go to the market you will see all sorts of products right from powders to um sprays to injectables to tablets uh, as a pet parent uh, you know most pet parents are very confused mm-hmm. you know what should they use and what is not healthy maybe this is not right maybe this can be uh, poisonous for our own dog um so can you can you guide us a little in terms of how to tackle ticks and fleas okay oh, yeah. it's a very important question what i feel it this question has two parts to it one is with a multi pet houses one which has cats as well as dogs so in them you have to make one thing very clear the spot on of the medications used for ticks and mites on dogs you cannot use it on cats okay uh, when you sometimes even spray uh, sometimes the dogs you have to make sure that they are dried after that like you have sprays like fixotic spray advance and other sprays that you have available in market fipronil so you just have to make sure that it is dried because he doesn't lick it or your cat or anyone doesn't licks off them because what happens in a multi pet houses they 
are affectionate to each other and mm-hmm. the way they show their affection is by licking each other yeah and cats uh, tend they, to keep grooming themselves exactly, all the time exactly. yeah exactly yeah. so that becomes a problem so if they lick it the chances of them developing a toxicity is high and now mm-hmm. coming on to the second part of the question like which is the most effective one efficacy of products depends largely upon how you are using it there are some tech collars which work very well with few pet owners and the same tech collar works or performs negligibly with others so it largely uh, underlines the problem is that sometimes what happens is people uh, or pet parents just keep the tech collar on when they're bathing the dog so when that happens it's basically rinses off all the active ingredient in the tick collar as well so that is one of the thing that people miss out on so if you could to give your dog a bath just remove that tick collar if he has one other problem that i have commonly noticed is that people have this uh, adverse reaction whenever doctor want to talk about proacto or simparica these are which the, are basically medicines oral yes, medicines, medicines or injectables yes uh, yeah so those are few things that if you feel you should discuss with your veterinarian first you should not give it by your own but have a in general conversation because brevecto and other might have some side effects which you might need to talk to your doctor about another thing about um, you know injectables or medicines and one question that always kind of comes is mm-hmm. that pet parents are very scared about giving yes. uh, you know injectables or medicines to their dogs yes. because they feel that you know it's unsafe and it's not right for the pup uh, or or even an adult dog for that matter are these medicines safe to give uh, are these medicines effective and is this something that you recommend so these medicines uh be it brevecto simparica or for example your spot ons also they have reached this market after extensive research and accreditation from best nations international standards have been kept in order to make everything is in order so these are kind of safe but you have to make sure that the dosage is yeah. also right sometimes what happens largely is people try to give dosage at a higher side they do not understand that they have to be given in that ratio in order for the dog to be safe as well as the medication to work well the problem with tick and flea is actually one more problem along with it the problem largely is that they hide into cracks and crevices so even though many pet parents come to us and say but sir ye to bahar jata hai nahi iske ticks kaise lag gaye to ye kaise ho gaya so it's largely that whenever he has gone once or twice out he has bought those ticks back and those have now entered your home and mm-hmm. they are now hiding in cracks and crevices so you also have to make sure that you your home thorough, is clean yes a thorough cleaning uh, is also also um, uh, correct me if i'm wrong but um, uh, i believe that uh, tick eggs and uh, flea eggs, flea eggs. Uh, uh, is also something that uh, is uh, yeah yes so there is a term for flea allergic dermatitis so you can actually do a test at home you can uh, take a flea flea comb and put a white paper underneath your dog and put all the dirt on the white paper 
you put a few drops of water on it and press it with your thumb. If it's all red, means there were flea ingesta. So because when flea bites on your bed, it kind of digests all the blood, and that is the what poop of the flea comes out, and it has blood in it. So that is a positive test. If you feel that it is positive, that is something that you can. And do that that can lead to a lot of uh, yes. uh, so health issues. Yes. Flea allergic dermatitis can uh, cause a lot of itching, pruritus, as you call it. Mm -hmm. And uh, there is also inflammation and there is alopecia sometimes also there. So those are the few things that you can observe. Flea allergic dermatitis can also lead to this constant itching with the dog, which you notice. Mm -hmm. So that is also there. Okay. Another question that I have for you is that in summers, it's very common for our pets um, to go and sit in the bathroom or sit in uh, places that are wet mm -hmm. because they want to cool themselves off. Yes. But as a result of this, what happens is uh, they end because they stay wet for really long mm -hmm. and they end up getting skin infections. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I wanted to understand a little how, how do they avoid this, what is the kind of in infection they can get and if they do get that infection, what should a pet parent do? Okay, uh, so this has uh, two connotations to it. One is like you can decrease the temperature of the AC at home if he's still feeling hot, that's why he's going to the water to sit. So that is something that you can do. The other thing is that you can uh, somehow blow dryers now come with two settings one is hot and one is completely cool so you can try blow drying them with a cool uh, blow dryer so and make sure that they are dry that they are dry but still the situation remains that the moisture will still be there and the infection will develop so trimming is something that can help in this condition you can trim your dog out a bit but not to the Zero. So zero you trend. think uh, that grooming is very, very essential very, in summers? Very, very essential grooming. And dogs will also enjoy grooming in this time. Yeah. So it's very Another essential. question that I have for you is that, you know, um, we keep sitting in ACs yes. and uh, so do our pets. And then we have to take them out for walks and it's really hot outside. Yes. And there is a sudden temperature shift that yes. happens. Uh, is that is that bad for pets? And what what should we do? Uh, should we change uh, the walk timings? Uh, what do you suggest? So as you rightly pointed out, so we have created two very artificial microclimates. One microclimate is very cool, that is inside the house, and the other climate, which is in general, is very hot. So this can lead to drastic changes whenever, and we avoid drastic changes altogether. So in this condition, what you can do is you can take them out in very early morning or very early or late evenings. So that can help. Other than that, you can make sure that there is a buffer area or a buffer time. You can switch off the AC for some time and then you can go outside. So that can also help your pet. So say for five to 10 minutes, you can completely switch off the AC and let the temperature come down to normal room temperature and then you can take them outside so that is also something that you can work on thank you so much dr nickel i think this has been like a really really helpful session i hope today's episode helped stay tuned for our next episode thanks for listening to the good brief by ziggy this is your host swati tandon signing off for more details you can visit www dot ziggly dot com